I hope you're ready. Here is a brand new episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and let me know what you think of this episode. I can't wait to get your feedback. Here's the episode starting in one, two, three. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts live here on podcast. Um, So I'm just pinging up the room. Y'all are going to really, really, really like this episode that I'm talking about today. So once you get into the room, make sure you are sharing, um, not sharing the room, shares don't do shit else on Clubhouse, but definitely ping the room and let people know that we are here. Um, This is a very interesting topic that I really want to talk about that I think a lot of people could resonate with. Um, So this is my second room. This is my second room on um, Clubhouse doing my live podcast. And I actually really like doing them on Clubhouse when I'm actually able to actively engage with people. Um, Remember, the rooms are no longer than an hour. So it's very quick. And, you know, we get we get we get some things done. We get some some things talked about. So as I'm pinging the room, let me just tell everybody I appreciate y'all for coming in and being a part of the conversation, um, as well as those who are listening through Apple and Spotify. Um, I adore y'all. So this new season of Daryl's Daring Thoughts is, is some good shit, okay? So what is this topic? This topic is called I Don't Know You. So let me just explain to y'all what I don't know you means. So I I have, I've had several, you know, relationships with people where I've realized that, you know, something interesting has happened in their life. And now they're just not the same person anymore. You know, they're a totally different person and I don't recognize them. I don't know who this person is. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this relationship going forward? I don't feel like we are both in a space where it is an actual relationship, whether it's platonic or romantic. I don't feel like you are the person you were. And we do all, we all grow. We all grow within relationship. But sometimes things happen where a person, it, it, it feels like you're, it feels like you've met a different person. Like they're not the same person. And now you have to fit. Now it feels like you have to relearn this person all over. And sometimes you don't want to do that. Um, I was going back and forth with <laughs> deciding how I was going to have this conversation because some people be catching strays in my conversations because I do be talking about them and I don't say names, but they do get in their feelings when I have things to say. So I was trying to figure out how I was going to have this conversation. What was I going to talk about? But I'm not going to shy away from my experiences with a person or with people just because they don't like me talking about it on my platforms with how I express myself. So there was this guy um, who I met and, you know, I was very much attracted to him. I was attracted to him physically. 
like sexually romantic. I wanted everything to do with him. I wanted to marry him, all these things. And I realized, you know, he didn't see it for me that way. He did not. He did not see me in a romantic way. But I, and I still stay, stayed friends with him. I said, I, I you know, I, I had to decide to have multiple conversations, conversations with myself to determine, is this something, can I still be friends with this person, even though I'm not, they're not romantically interested in me. So I was still able to maintain a friendship with them. And they were a larger body person. So he was a bigger guy. And I was attracted to him. So then, 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 then he started to lose weight. He started to lose weight and he lost a lot of weight, like a lot of weight. And mind you, the funny thing is he started losing weight because I started working out. <laughs> My work, me starting to work out encouraged him. I just ended up getting injured and couldn't do it anymore, but he was able to still work out. So he lost a lot of weight. And y'all, he turned into a new person. He really, for me, I, he, I, he, he turned into a new person. I was, okay, there's a couple of things here. I had a, I had a room on Clubhouse like last year. I did like a whole fat phobia series. And there was this, um, I don't know if anybody in here was around for my fat phobia series days, but there was this, um, this one, um, this one um, um, person and their name was Hunter. And Hunter woke something up in a conversation that we had in one of my fat phobia rooms when sometimes when you are a, a, a larger person and you see someone else that's a larger person, then they lose like all this weight. You kind of feel like you lost somebody special or you lost someone that was in community with you because we've, we've had conversations with sometimes people who lose weight, how they start turning into the mean girls, how they start turning into the mean person and they don't, um, they don't remember where they were and they start treating you differently. And so I had to have a conversation with myself and say, am I just mad that he lost weight and, and, and I'm still big? Is that, is that why I don't like, cause I, I listen, I wanted to be, completely transparent in my feelings. Like is if that's what it is, it's not on him, it's on me. But he started acting different. Like he started not, we, our communication was off. We, we weren't talking as frequently as we were. We weren't texting. It wasn't anything. And he just really just started acting. Um, He just really started acting different. And... I noticed it and I said something and I just think, and so I said something. And one thing I hate y'all is when people say, you know, things just got real busy for me. And that's why our communication is different. And they forget that you actually communicated with them the most during when they during some a time in their life where they were the busiest. Like, <laughs> like some people really just use that busy thing like people used to use the whole COVID thing and they can't use that shit no more but you know life is just lifing which is true but a person knows when it's something that's off with them and another person like you know that there's an experience that is different 
And I noticed it like when we were getting on the phone and talking to each other, the phone calls were like five or 10 minutes. We used to be on the phone for hours and the engagement in each other's life just was not the same. And I honestly think he, <laughs> he ain't gonna like this, but I'm gonna say it. So I met him. So he's from Clubhouse. I met him on Clubhouse a couple years ago. I'm gonna be honest. He started. He started to go into spaces that are very like low vibrational, gay gay spaces on this app, and it's it's quite opposite from the other spaces that he he used to engage in, because he would he would talk about those low low, vibra low vibrational gay spaces all the time. But now you're going in there all the time. And I find it interesting because I feel like, ugh, oh, this is going to be wrong. I feel like he's going up in there for attention and validation for sissy lost weight. There is something that larger body people do who lose weight when you want to now get that attention that you were not getting when you had the weight on you. And so you start to go into spaces that you think are going to now celebrate you and you and the new person that you are places that were not celebrating you when you were the older person when you were the person when you had weight on you so now you're going into those other spaces and i started peeping game on that and don't don't stop frequenting my spaces so i'm not a, i'm not a fool now mind you they can do whatever the hell they want to do i'm not gatekeeping how people move but i do notice when there is a shift in how people interact with you. And I think that it's no shade to him. I think that now just the person he is, this is the person he is now. And I just don't connect with that person. I don't connect with him. I, I There was something about him before he lost weight that was very intriguing to me. And I still think he's a good person. Let, let me let me make that clear. I still think he's a good person. I just think we are just at at a different points in our life now, to where it, our it doesn't make sense for us to be in any type of friendship or communication at all. So, me being a, di a direct person, I said something. I, I sent him a message. And I told him basically what I told you all. I don't think that I think that there has been a change. We don't talk. To, we don't talk to each other like we used to, and we don't have a connection. Our connection is not the same. I honestly don't have the capacity to try to fix this. So I just want to separate myself. I don't want us to talk. I don't want to talk to him anymore. I removed him from all social medias. I didn't block him. I just said, you know, could you please just respect my wishes? And, you know, let's just go our separate ways. And two days go by, he didn't respond. So I'm thinking he didn't respond because he's respecting my wishes. He responded. And the first sentence in his response is, I'm sorry. Let me, let me see if I still got it because it kind of, his response kind of irritated me. I'm not going to hold you. His response really irritated me because I... He, his response kind of proved my point. I'll just say that. Uh, let me see if I still got it. One second room. One second podcast, people. I'll do a quick room reset in a second. 
So his response, I'm not going to read his whole, I'm not going to read his text because that's just late. I'm not going to do that. So his response, where the hell is his text message? Did I delete it? Oh, here it is. I'll just read this first part. That's all I'm going to read. Oh, should I do that? Because it's gonna be on it's gonna be on the podcast. He listens to my podcast anyway. He already know I'm talking about him. I don't give a fuck. So it his it says, sorry it's taking me so long to respond to this. It just popped in my head. And that's all I'm gonna read. And you basically prove my point with that response. Okay, please put a one in the chat if <laughs> if if you re- if you received it. Um, for those who are here, please let me know. Um, yeah, thank you, Jalen, because who, um, if I'm telling you, I'll do a room reset. Uh, give me one second, Erlene, I'm sorry. So his response really proves my point that we are on, in different places in our lives. And this is what I'm saying. I do think when someone makes a, has a life-changing moment, whether they lost weight, they get married, they get engaged, they have a family. Sometimes the other people that are that were in your life prior to those, those moments, those life-changing moments, sometimes they're not, there's no room for them to, um, going forward. You're a different person. They're a different person now. And sometimes you have to do a reset of the relationship to, to determine if you all are still in good spaces to, to continue this relationship, whether it's platonic, romantic, whatever the case may be. And sometimes you have to say, I don't know you. And you don't know me because I'm a different person. I don't know you because you're a different person. And it's not really no no shade or anything behind it. But sometimes we hold on to relationships so too long just because of the the history behind the relationship. And that history cannot keep a relationship for um, growing. Sometimes those relationships we hold on to just because we've been friends or I've known you for 10 plus years, that don't mean we are we are that I that I know you. So much has changed in our lives. And we be holding on to those relationships that don't need to last. And I was grown enough to reach out and say, I don't want to see you on my social media no more. I don't want to call you. I don't want to talk to you on the phone no more. Our communication is not the same. I I don't have the capacity to fix it. And I have every right to make that decision. If, if, if If you see a shift with someone that you're in a relationship with and you don't feel like fixing this, you don't feel like starting over, you can always walk away. And that's what I chose to do. I don't want to be, I don't want to fix this. I don't want to try to figure out why we don't, we don't talk, why we don't talk like we used to, because I also don't think you're going to be honest in explaining to me and telling me. Some people are just not honest. People love running around acting like that they're just real honest ass people until conflict comes up and they just lie. Like for you to tell me that you're busy now and this is why we don't communicate makes no sense when I used to communicate with you all the time when you were at your busiest. So it's just be honest. We, we just don't mesh anymore. Our, our communication is, is short. We don't 
we don't we're not compatible anymore. And that is okay to admit that you're not compatible with someone anymore, even though you really want to be. And so I took the initiative and I walked away because I don't know you. And you don't know me. So that was basically the damn reset right there, Arlene. I ain't got to do another reset. That was it right there. That's basically what the room was about, child. We are uh, live on, on the podcast literally talking about just... Um, and I wasn't even intent. I wasn't even intended to say that. But there was the reset. Uh, we are live, literally talking about how you have these moments and these these happen in your life, and you look and you and you see that there are people that are in your life still to some capacity. And you're like, why are you here? Like, I really don't know you. We don't talk like we used to. And I'm and again, I'm not saying that friends need to. Co- communicate every day. I have a best friend since college. We talk, we probably talk once every two weeks or once every three weeks or something like that, or something important happens, she calls me and vice versa. We don't talk every day. I don't expect to talk to her every day, but when we do, when we do talk, it's, it, it, the, it feels like we, it feels like we just got off the phone the day before. You know, those are the type of conversations I like to have with people in my life. You know, I love being in spaces with even you all on this app and knowing that I'm going to get this type of energy from this person, this type of energy from this person. We're going to be good. You know, we're going to disagree on this, but it's a consistency. Uh, It's still consistent when certain people have, when certain changes happen in your life where you you have to reevaluate those who are in your life. Sometimes it takes having those uncomfortable conversations or realizations that some people are just taking up too much space. And um, goes on to my 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 next story. Um, so my ex best friend, I used to talk about. I used to talk about them all the time. I used to talk about her all the time and how we literally. It, it, it's just it just made two years since I, we stopped talking. Mind you, we were best friends for, we were best friends since sophomore year in high school. So, oof. see, I don't even know if I can say this because, okay, okay I'm going to say it. I'm just not going to go into detail. <clears throat> so we were best friends since sophomore year in high school and we stopped talking two years ago. And it was something very, it was something that need a conversation. It was something petty, but a conversation needed to be had. But for the last couple of years, I've been very, like, salty and upset that, you know, she just, she didn't have a conversation with me. She just basically just cut me off. And she was the one that was in the wrong when it came to that situation. But I'm, I am started to realize that what is it that we had in common? I felt like we stayed friends for all those years just because it sounds good to say, hey, I still got a friend from 15 years ago. I still have a friend from 20 years ago. You know, it it sounds so good to say. And so some people who keep claiming these friends probably are not like extremely close to them. Some people are. It's very rare that you still have these friendships from 15, 20 years ago. And if you do, is they're cherished. So, you know, hold them tight and take care and and make sure that you um, pour into those friendships. 
But a lot of people just like saying those that number because it sounds good. Hey, I have I have this best friend for such and such time, such and such time. Some people just like saying it because that number sounds good. And sometimes those friendships are the worst. They're toxic. You realize you don't really have much in common when you actually sit down to have a conversation. Why are we still friends? Longevity don't mean shit if the um if the if we're not pouring into each other, if we're not supporting each other, if we're not being honest with each other. So I think it was so easy for her to walk away from our friendship. I think it was so easy because she probably felt like we have already we were already growing apart. Our worlds were just we were just well going down a path differently from each other. And I think she just didn't have the capacity or the need or want to try to fix our friendship. I can understand it now. And I was at a point of wanting to have a reconciliation with her. And then I got some information that really blew my mind. And now I don't want to, you know, I don't have the urge or need to reconcile with her. I think that... It's been really hard. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. It's been really hard getting over this friendship. And mind you, um, just for anybody who just came into the room, anybody's welcome on stage to add to this conversation if you had this experience. Even though this is my podcast, just know that if you are coming on stage, you are consenting to be a part of the podcast. So, But anybody is welcome to come on stage if they want to add to the conversation, just FYI. I... What the hell was I saying? I felt... I really forgot what I was saying. Hopefully somebody else remembers because I don't. But I'll say this. I think what was I think what was holding our relationship or why we were friends for so long was our love for theater, our love for acting. That's how we met. We met at the, you know, auditions for the Wiz and we were, you know, became friends ever since. And I think that that the love that love for acting and singing and that just the arts kept our friendship longer than it probably would have lasted without those um, elements involved. And the older we got and the more, you know, I personally, you know, I, I had to, I had to work, you know, I had to get a job and acting became more of a side thing because I couldn't really make it a professional career. She was able and has been able, you know, to, make it a professional career, you know, doing some directing and things like that. I'm doing some directing now. And I think that the hardest part, okay, I remember what I was talking about. The hardest part in trying to get over our friendship is the fact that I'm constantly reminded every day that she was a friend to my of mine at some point. If Facebook not reminded me with Facebook memories, if Instagram ain't reminded me with Instagram, Snapchat is the worst. Snapchat memories are the fucking worst. And then on top of that, people who knew you were friends. Hey, how's such and such doing? Hey, how's such and such doing? I ain't seen such and such. Where's such like constantly I'm reminded by the outside world that at some point this lady was her and I were friends. So it was really hard to get over that. And I felt like, you know, I, I just kept blaming like, why won't she just apologize and we can fix this? But now I have a better understanding because now I don't, I go through the days and I don't, I don't have, 
I don't care. I don't care. I'm happy for her and everything that she's doing. I'm going to see her in a month, which is very, it's very triggering. I'm going to see her for the first time in a month. Uh, just because of a friend of mine that is in her show. So I have to go see and support my best friend that's in her show. And so I'm going to run into her in a month. And I don't know what that interaction is going to give. I don't know how I'm going to feel about the fact that I'm going to see her for the first time in, in, in two years. And, but I have to, I have to acknowledge that she probably did not have the capacity to fix our friendship because life drift we, we were drifting apart already and i think neither one of us just was ready to just pull the trigger on the relationship and we probably should have done it years ago to be honest years ago i can say probably five years ago we probably should not have been friends anymore not because we were not because it was like a bad relationship but i just it the authenticity of the relationship just wasn't there anymore and i think it was because we were going different paths in life and i i don't think that there's anything wrong with that there's a healthy way of ending friendships <laughs> everything does not have to be this dramatic moment where then you all are taken to social media throwing subliminals at each other and then you get on clubhouse to cuss each other out or you go on Facebook and, and cuss each other out, telling your telling telling other people that person's business. Like every everything that ends, every relationship that um that um has to come to an end does not have to come to an end that way. Friends grow apart. Yes, yes, D. Friends grow apart. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say your name on this podcast. Um, person in the chat said friends grow apart. <laughs> My bad. Um, also, someone in the chat, Snapchat is the worst. It does. Snapchat will remind you of the fuck buddy you had eight years ago. Why does you? Why do you still have this information, Snapchat? Get over it. Delete this, please. So, absolutely, Snapchat is the worst. But yes, I'm sorry. That's what my room is for today. That understanding that friends grow apart people grow apart and there are healthy ways to end those relationships and i think that is so unhealthy to still stay stagnant with people when you know the shit has ran the ship has ran its course okay we have someone that um wants to come to the stage so i'm going to welcome you up also for everyone who does not know daryl's daring thoughts podcast is a new my new club on um my new house on clubhouse i will only be using this room to utilize um podcast episode recordings um and also for the lovers of everyone who loves podcasts um but hey hi welcome to the stage Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, not going to say my name on the podcast. Not going to say my name, but just want to affirm you um, that as you go through life, changes. Not everybody comes with you. Um, and they can see that the friendship has reached, has reached its apex that there's not much the two of you can do together anymore that for either political or economic or tax bracket reasons, y'all are going in different directions. 
Um, and so instead of instead of being honest about the changes, instead of being direct, what people do is they throw shade. They want to embarrass you at events. They want to, you know, they want to throw shade. They want to do things that are unforgivable and irredeemable instead of just having an adult conversation about the ways in which you've grown apart. And it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate. Um, And a lot of people are dealing with this and we don't talk about the sunset of friendships. We don't talk about what it needs to look like when friendships have gone as far as they can go. And now y'all, there's a fork in the road. Y'all have reached the fork in the road and y'all are going in different directions. And it's unfortunate because we don't need to be enemies because we're no longer friends. And I'm seeing way too much of that. It's very disheartening. And I really don't know what to do because I cannot do it by myself, right? I can reach out the Olive Branch. I can say, hey, you know, come to my graduation party, my promotion party, my housewarming party, my wedding, my baby shower. I can say, come, but you don't feel like coming because you're not genuinely happy for me, right? You're not genuinely happy for the way that my life is changing, You know that the friends I have that are genuinely happy to be there and who have supported me along the way are going to be there. And you're going to feel very uncomfortable as they crowd around me and affirm me and give me my flowers. You're going to feel very weird. And instead of just saying that openly and directly and honoring the time we did share together when we did love on each other and we could be there for each other because we understood where each other was at. You can't say, you know what, this is all something I don't understand. You're, You're going somewhere I can't go that I haven't been, I have nothing more to give you or to offer you, but to wish you well. And that's really all you gotta say, (laughs) like, child, it's simple, but it's not easy, is the feeling I'm getting. It's simple, but it's not easy. And it's sad because what ends up happening is resentment builds, anger gets activated, and we wind up being enemies that used to be friends. And I just don't think that needs to be the case. I'm going to go on mute. And I love that. I love that. You know, we don't have to be enemies. I think what make, I think what makes sometimes these situations, these conversations with um, a friend or whomever uncomfortable, for me, it makes it uncomfortable when a person is not being honest. If I'm coming to you with with honesty saying, hey, I, I feel that there is a shift happening here. I don't like it. <laughs> um, you know, what is that? And to be met with lies or just not uh, the per- other person not being honest, that really pisses me off. Because I don't understand if you can't be vulnerable and open with me as your friend, why the fuck are we here? If I can't come to you when I'm feeling some type of way within our friendship and you meet me, meet me with not with with like lies or, or, or fake excuses. Why are we here? Why are we here? And then that's when it starts getting ugly for me, because then I'm just going to say, OK, fuck it. Delete, block, 
It's over. Like, I don't, I'm not having a conversation no more because I came to you, in my opinion, honest, with, you know, being vulnerable, open, and honest. And you're meeting me with, to me, it feels like bullshit. And it's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, People people are more honest with people with, with people who, who dick they suck than, than the people who are like their friends and that bothers me. So it's like why can't you be honest with me when I'm coming to you when I sense the energy shift within our friendship? And and, and not and the shift can be for whatever reason. Why can't we talk about the shift and maybe through that conversation we realize Maybe you're right. We're not. We're not meant to. We shouldn't. We can't. We shouldn't be friends no more. Our, you know, it, we're going on. We're going down different paths. You know, it's not working anymore. But you know, I wish you well. Why does? Why can't we have that conversation to then get to that conclusion if that's what it is, or if we recognize something? Maybe I maybe I interpreted something wrong, and then I you know I'm sorry, I apologize, or maybe it was a miscommunication, you know, a disconnect at some point. But we both have the capacity to fix it. That could be an a, an alternative into it. But neither one is a is a is a is a horrible moment. Neither one is is a bad moment that causes us to go on social media and do all these subliminals, which I hate that people do. So that's just my problem. Why is that people just are not entering the conversation, being honest from jump. Absolutely. Hello, Daryl. I love this conversation. Um, I can relate to this conversation because I have found myself in a plethora of friendships, not because um, I don't know how to keep a friend, but because I'm a friendly person. And so I love friendships. I love connection. I love um, to connect with people and to have things in common with people and to, um, you know, just be friendly. Um, So I have had many times where I've had um, friendships that did not last. And it wasn't because, you know, we had a disagreement or um, we didn't see eye to eye or we fell off or we don't have things in common, right? It's because I felt like I was putting more or valuing the friendship more than the other person. So I want to ask you, Daryl, and for the other person on the stage, if you would like to speak on this question, have has it ever been a... Um, instance where you felt like you were pouring more into the friendship and that person that person in the friendship with you wasn't reciprocating that energy and therefore the friendship didn't happen or it didn't work out yeah um thank, uh, great question i can i can be honest in this moment i i've been the person that has I've been a shitty-ass friend. I have been a really bad friend to a lot of people. I have no problem admitting that. There have been there was a moment in my life that I was just going through life, taking, taking, taking from people, not being aware that everything that I like, and not, not being aware that I'm not pouring back into these people that are pouring into me. Like, I, I had a, I had a best friend at the time that told me she had to really she had to stop being friends friends with me because she 
was emotionally picking up all of my baggage that I was dumping on her when I would have conversations with her. And it was unhealthy for her and she could no longer be my friend. And even from that moment when she said that, I still made it about me. Well, who told you to do that? I'm just calling you to vent. I'm just da -da 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 -da. still. I didn't listen to what she said. I didn't receive what she said. Cordero, you are dumping on these people, and they are emotionally carrying what you're dropping off, and you're not um, thanking them. You're not, you know, pouring back into them. Like you weren't, you weren't doing any of those things. And so I've been that person, and I had to learn the hard way when. I realized I was alone. I was alone and I had nobody. And I had nobody because I everybody around me was on was on empty because I just took from them. So I had to reevaluate how I handled my friendships. I had to reevaluate how I handle people that care for me. How do I show them care? How do I show them love? So I can admit that I was a shitty, I've been a shitty friend before. And so now I have more of an awareness of when I'm, you know, just venting to a friend or just asking or just doing this or just showing up for me. When is your event? Let me show up. When is, what is your thing you need me to post? What is your thing I need to do that? Like I, 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 I now do that, you know, and I don't feel no type of way about supporting my friends in that way. And so I, but I had to learn, I had to learn and I had to be called out multiple times that I am, I had been, I have been a shitty friend to people. Mm. Okay. But I mean, let's, let's, let's slow down a little bit, right? Because you said that you were able to pour out your emotional, um, feelings onto these people, right? Is that not what a friend is for, right? I feel like, in a, I feel like in an instance, a friend is kind of like a therapist, right? You're supposed to be able to tell your friend what's going on in your life, right? Sometimes you don't want your friend to give you advice. Sometimes you just want your friend to be a listening ear, right? And me, I can speak for myself. I have allowed, and you can also say my name too, Daryl is fine. Um, I have allowed my friends to pour out to me and to tell me everything under, under the sun, right? And and the thing that I have learned is I'm not going to give advice to my friend unless they ask for it. Like if they if they say, well, do you, what do you think about this? What do you think I should do? If they don't verbally come out and say that, I am not going to give them a response I'm just going to listen to them and just you know do my little counselor gestures like mm -hmm, and oh yeah I understand you know what I'm saying because that's just the therapist in me right that's the counselor in me um but I feel like it should be reciprocal as a friend like this is my definition like as far as sharing with each other and being emotional with each other and sharing our feelings with each other we should be able to do that back and forward and so if you feel like you can't do that or be that or express yourself to your friend and they be okay with it and know how to deal with that are they really your friend I, I think, and I hear you, D. I hear you. I think what we have to remember is when 
when we go to our friends, we have to also first, we need to ask them, do they have the capacity to receive this? You know, we, you know, we just can't, you know, and that's what I wasn't doing. I wasn't making sure that my friends were in their right headspace or in the right space to receive the things I needed to say and how to get it off. I had to make sure that I, I wasn't asking them, do you have the capacity to talk, to have this conversation? How was your day, bitch? Like, like even started talking, you know, ask, literally, literally asking them and checking in with them before I just started dumping everything I need to dump on them. My friend was going through so, many, so much shit and I wasn't even checking in with her. I'm just mm -hmm. dumping. Yeah. And, and and I think that that's the thing. We can't... Our, I don't think our friends are... I do not think our friends are... Oh, this is a tongue twister. <laughs> I do not think our friends... Are our therapies. Yes. Damn, I couldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I could not say that at all. Oh, did she ask... What the hell? Where'd he go? Oh. <laughs> I, could, I could not say that word. I do not think there are therapists. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, whatever your relationship is with your friend is that. But I don't, but I do think that we don't check in enough to see if our friends have the capacity mm -hmm. to deal with our shit. We just assume. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I, I was allowing that to happen to me. I was allowing my friends to give, give me all of this energy and tell me everything and vent to me and they were not allowing me to do the same thing and I I I, I realized that it had got to a point where it was happening with all of my friends and I was like oh my gosh this is not okay right I feel lonely I feel like I don't have anybody to talk to I can't really express myself like I can, but nobody is allowing me to do that, right? But I'm allowing all these people to dump, <laughs> dump on me. And I just felt so empty inside. Wow, I have so many friends, right? I had like, and I still do have friends, right? I have, I have like maybe three, four people that I just consider a friend, right? A true friend. People that have been there for me have seen me up and down, right? So I was allowing them to dump on me, and I wasn't giving that same um, energy in return. And so I started to question my friendships. And so I was like, okay, a friendship consists of more than, you know, you telling each other how you feel and dumping whatever you have on them. It's about supporting each other. It's about, you know, hanging out and going places and experiencing life and being a support system to them. Like I just had two of my friends to come to my graduation. Right. And we don't talk every day because we all have lives, but I have had a point where those same friends were, you know, dumping, dumping on me and I wasn't able to express myself. So I did question those friendships. It wasn't until last year until I, actually got a therapist that I actually felt like I was hurt and so now I am trying to do better in my friendships and say okay we need to have an understanding of what our friendship is going to be 
consisted of, what we are going to do in this friendship, how we're going to be friends, right? And I know it's weird when I say that to people because people think you're just supposed to have a connection and don't talk about or don't establish the ins and outs of friendships. But I'm that person. I want to make sure that we're on the same page when it comes to the the interactions or, or the... What am, what am I trying to say? How how we're gonna do this friendship? How we're gonna have this friendship? And it's like it's like you expect terms you expect, of engagement. Yeah, you ex, you um, it's like you're laying the expectations like you would a relationship, like an intimate relationship. I believe in laying expectations for any type of relationship, right? Even a a, a relationship between a father and a daughter, or a mother and a, and, and a daughter, whoever. I have expectations that I would like for you to abide by, and I'm sure you may have expectations. So let's set those expectations and let's talk about how this is going to go. Is it just me? Like, do other people do that too? I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, and if the other person on stage wants to chime in, please feel free. Okay. I think that... You know, setting expectations within any relationship is extremely important. Um, setting boundaries within relationships is extremely important. Sometimes I think what happens with friends, especially if you've had friends for like, you know, years, who was talking about boundaries when they was 15, 16? Who was talking about expectations, you know, when they were 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old with friends? Some of us weren't. I'm going to be honest. Boundaries conversation, you know, I'm a child of the 90s. What am I talking about no damn boundaries and what that is and what what that is? And then you grow up now with these people who are your friends and realize that now you really need to set some boundaries and expectations with the, within your friendships that you never had conversations about conversations about when you were younger. Now that you all are adults, we need to do that. And some people don't do that. They still maintain those relationships relationships how they were how the same way that they were founded 10 15 years ago or five years ago and there a check-in is in my opinion a check-in is needed even within platonic friendships yeah i mean i feel like when we were younger boundaries were unspoken right for example um, I my friends knew that I was like the serious one, so you know how you have a friend like okay, I'm talking about when we were younger, we had our friends that would like you know that would probably want to you know laugh and you know how you laugh at somebody and you like hit on them a little bit and you like shove them, like my unspoken boundary was like, girl, don't you put your hands on me when you're laughing because you ain't got to do all that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I feel like when we were younger, our boundaries were kind of like unspoken, but you really had to be a good nonverbal communicator um, or a reader of nonverbal communication to really pick up on that. But when you get older somehow, you re- it's really like, it's, it's, it's crazy how people can't really pick up on unspoken boundaries like you really have to communicate it with them because people act like they don't understand something and they don't understand you know unspoken language or whatever so um it's interesting how we have to really just verbally say what our what our boundaries are 
Um, and I do have boundaries as a friend. However, um, I feel like I really don't speak on them unless I have to. And I feel like when when I'm becoming friends with somebody or when I'm working in a, in a friendship with someone, I'm slowly just filling them out and seeing I, this kind of, this may be kind of cringy to say, seeing like how far I can go with that person until they say, okay, this is a boundary, right? And I feel like it happens to me too. And I think that's why I end up being that person that everybody can dump on and not um and I not be able to dump on other people because people do set boundaries when it comes to me but I don't really I'm not really good at setting boundaries when it comes setting boundaries when it comes to other people so yeah yeah I do think and thank you um, for sharing I do think people people try and push and see how far they can go with the person um before and knowing they're doing too much, like you know you're overextending or knowing you're asking this person to do so much, but you're going to keep going because you know that they're not going to say no. They're not going to say no to you. And people definitely take advantage within their friendships. People definitely do until those boundaries get set. Now, the realty is how is the people who get mad that you decide to set boundaries. Like, how dare you? How dare I set boundaries? Like... Uh, you how you mad at my boundaries how 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 so how sway but yes people get mad at that um so um i have less we have less than 10 minutes left for this podcast episodes um unless um d had anything else that you wanted to add or share i did want to read a few things that were said in the chat i will not say your names so don't worry um there was something great said in the chat um, by one person, um, our friends are not our therapists. Sometimes it's too much, especially if you don't pour back into them. You're draining your friends. At some point, it's best to find an actual therapist. Um, someone then said, heavy on the, our friends are not our therapists. Even my therapist, my therapist friends tend to be biased towards me. Um I experienced that too, not being able, not being able to talk to my friends about what is and what I was going through. Um, someone also said, uh, yes, I struggle with setting boundaries, a learning process. Uh, agreed. Listen, sometimes when you have to go back and set boundaries because they weren't set before, oof, it's 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 hard. But I think what what someone, and I learned this from someone on Clubhouse. Boundaries is a good thing. Boundaries is, we, we have to take our mind away from thinking that boundaries is negative. Setting boundaries with someone that's a friend is to make sure that we stay having a healthy friendship. This, that's what, this isn't, this isn't to say, this isn't, a boundaries isn't a, um, a, a warning of something or like a, it, it's really, hey, these are just some boundaries boundaries that I'm setting within our relationship just so you know we don't have any no tiff no um arguing no disagreements no misunderstandings because these boundaries were set it's a good thing i think you know people approach boundaries as if it's like a 
a nail in the coffin on a relationship. And only people who who think like that are people who just feel like they they are um, old, complete and total access to you. And they probably shouldn't be in your life anyway. Mm, hello, somebody. <laughs> um, somebody also said, that's exactly what I experienced. And also when I would start to talk about myself, within conversations, they would end up being about them instead of me and being able to, and, and, and me being able to continue to share. That happens a lot. I've had a conversation with, I have a conversation with this one particular friend. For instance, I'll say, oh, uh, you know, we're talking, oh my gosh, you know, uh, girl, I just got these new, these new bed sheets. They are so <laughs> nice. They feel really good. I've been waiting to get these bed sheets. She would turn and say, oh, I bought them bed sheets a while ago. So when I use those bed sheets, you know, I bought the da, 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 da. And now we're talking about her with these bed sheets. When I literally was on, I started the conversation to talk about me with these bed sheets. Yeah. I know, I and people know do, and people do it so quick that they don't even notice. Right. They make it all about them. But what do you do, Daryl, when you have it, when you have those friends like that? I know what I do for me. I fall back because I'm like, okay, so if you're not going to allow me to be, to speak about me, you have to make it about you all the time. You have to self-center yourself all the time. Okay, I just won't call you weekly. I'll just check up on you monthly. Okay, because I, I, need, I need this to be a balance. So what do you do with, with those friends? What, or how do you deal with those friends? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have nobody in my life like that no more. Man, that's awesome. Hold on. Let me clap for that. Because, ooh. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I, I have I've removed people in my life that are like that and the person that is still in my life that used to be that way um i let i let her know and you know she a couple of years ago and i mean i unfortunately i didn't say it in, in a healthy way i was literally like girl this ain't always about you i said can i talk about me for once damn and it just blew up and there there we have it. I wish I would have handled it a better way, but I don't have those problems say the, 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 those problems with anybody in my life anymore. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's it's a little hard for me to kind of just drop my friendships like that. Um I have ghosted some people. I have ghosted some friends. But you know, I'm grown now. I don't I don't like to ghost people because I don't know I I know how it feels to be ghosted. So I, I kinda have to find my way in in telling those people in the most nice way. You know, girl, can we or guy, whoever it is, can we figure out how to have a balance in this? Like I need to be able to share equally. You like you um need to be able to share equally. So I like that, Daryl. Being brutally honest, I'm all about brutally honesty, okay? Brutal honesty, so, yeah. Woof. D, I need you to reevaluate some of these friends. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy to ghost. I don't think it's healthy. I think you need to let them know, you know, 
you know, what's what the breakdown, what's the breakdown in your friendship? What is it that you're experiencing? What is it that you need more from them? Maybe they'll say what they need more from you and you all can have an honest conversation. But I don't think ghosting them or just, you know, muting them for a little while and getting back to them because, you know, I'm not one of them. This is me. If I can't have this conversation with you, remove, remove, remove. We're not talking no more. I just don't. I, I, I just, I can't. I personally can't have any. I can't have any friendships that is not going to be based on honest conversations. I don't see the point of having friends if we can't be honest with each other about our feelings, especially with each other. Mm-hmm. If we can't do that. I, I I don't see the point of us being here. Right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have done it in the past, but not not now. I don't really get into the ghosting thing. I used to. I'll I'll admit, this was high school. D. Okay. Not not now. Um, but most certainly. No, this is the graduate D. Period. Yes, y'all. Uh, uh, he just graduated with uh, your master's, right? Yes, my master's. In what? Counseling. In school counseling. Shout out to D. Shout out to D. And congratulations on that. Thank you, Daryl. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And you're doing big things with your podcast. I'm definitely tuning in. And whenever I can talk with you i am definitely going to because i like to talk and i love that d and thank you so much to you and to the other person that added to the conversation to all of you who engaged in the chat and are in the room um we're going to wrap up this episode um but just um to the listeners um yeah um i need y'all to really subscribe and tune in so until next time to follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email.